4: Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows a name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, hall of fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's I do. You listening to Haney yeah. Listening to Haney. Haney
3: Welcome to the Hank Haney podcast. Hank Haney, and today I'm joined by Minnesota Tim Parachka. Minnesota Tim, uh, how you doing, bud? Yeah, good Thanksgiving. Everything uh, work out good for you.
5: Yeah, I had a great Thanksgiving, went to the fiance's house on Thanksgiving, then went to Hollywood, Minnesota, the following day with my fiance. So this was the first holiday gathering that we were able to get together with my fiance's family and with my family. So it's all good in the hood. How'd that go? Oh, it went great. We, we, We actually played a golf game at my fiance's house.
3: What do you mean? In the backyard or what?
5: No, we played inside the house with plastic balls and cups and putters.
3: <laughs> Did you win?
5: No, I lost by one in the finals. Who won? My fiance's brother, Nate.
3: Okay, Nate took you down. Uh, okay, how does it, how does that indoor uh, house plastic club... Well, where do you get these plastic clubs, by the way? These like Fred Flintstone plastic clubs or what are these? <laughs>
5: So the clubs were real putters, but we had plastic balls.
3: Okay. Wiffle balls or solid plastic?
5: Uh, Is it like those small plastic practice balls? Oh, really?
3: And you put them into cups? What? uh, Like a coffee cup?
5: We didn't put them into cups, but we turned the cups upside down and you just had to hit the cup.
3: Okay. Yeah. And a Every par one, two, three. Well, you got to go around the sofa, the the coffee table, (laughs) the uh, chair. What do you you have to do here?
5: So we didn't have any pars, but so we had groups of three or four people. Okay, And then each group was battling against each other. You put the cup wherever you want and uh it's kind of bocce ball have you ever played bocce ball
3: (laughs) yeah yeah a little i'm not a big bocce baller but i have i have seen it for sure and maybe played it like a couple times
5: so it was bocce ball rules with golf so you so whoever was closest to the cup on that hole got to put the cup wherever they wanted to
3: oh really do you think this will become a sport maybe
5: it should be it was fascinating rolling the ball on the hardwood floors versus the carpet, the different speeds and the different strengths that you had to hit the ball at. It was a talent.
3: How did you analyze your game? Was it pretty good? Or, I mean, you should have won, shouldn't you? I mean, you do all these, uh, you're the producer of the Hank Haney podcast. So you let the, you let us down a little bit, finishing second <laughs> to Nate.
5: Well, I did a great job I mean, of coming seriously. back because I lost to my fiance's mom in our group. Oh, so I got wow. second in our group. Wow.
3: Is she a, is she a big golfer? Was she a scratch player? <laughs>
5: yeah, I don't know. I don't. She hasn't played for a while. <laughs> Has she so ever I don't played? I don't know. That's a great question. Oh,
3: geez, you lost to somebody that's never played. <laughs> wow! At bocce golf,
5: <laughs> they had the home court advantage. It was their uh, house. She but knew She knew the, the floor dynamics. better than you. The
3: wood floor. She knew the speed of the wood floor.
5: There was so much slope in there that you couldn't even see. I I should have I should have <gasps> put some aim point on it.
3: <laughs> he should have put some aim point. Oh man! So you lost by one. How many holes did you play in this event?
5: Played eighteen. We played nine with our group, and then I advanced to the finals. And then in the finals, it was a group of eight going for the championship, and then I got second. So I got. Who was the commissioner
3: of this league? Is this Nate or uh, who came up with uh, this game?
5: It was, uh, it was my fiance's parents. My, my they invented my the game. Dad.
3: What's that? They invented the game. Yeah, they thought of it. And you don't know if they've ever played golf
5: before. Well, I've played with, I've played golf with my fiance's dad, so my okay. future stepdad. So future step—that's not
3: your future stepdad, but.
5: Oh, uh, my future father-in-law, in-law. father-in-law. Yes. Jeez, yeah, wow. Future father-in-law.
3: <laughs> you're so shook up to get married, you don't even know what to <laughs> think. Yeah, that would be a father-in-law.
5: Father-in-law, excuse me, yeah. Yeah. Misspoke there.
3: All right, that's all right. Yeah, well, okay, so you've, you've golfed with him, so you know he golfs. What's his game like? Pretty good?
5: Yeah, he, he he has a better game than he talked about. He said his game was absolutely horrible, but once we got to the golf course and he was hitting balls with his 1980 clubs, he was pretty good.
3: Oh, geez, 1980, that's a long way back.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was a little tough. The game has <laughs> come a long way since then. Did he have wooden woods, or what did he have going <laughs>
5: It was yeah. It was fascinating. So Seriously, he a, did th- he have yeah. wooden woods? Yes, he did.
3: Oh geez, did you let him try yours? I did. Yeah. What did he do? Uh, he hit wooden woods. I haven't. I. I, I can't even. I, I've never seen anybody. I, I can't remember the last time somebody hit a wooden wood.
5: My dad still has wooden woods. I could take a picture of and show you.
3: <laughs> oh man, those things got it. They're so little, aren't they?
5: Yes, they are so hard to hit. Oh, uh, what did
3: he think of your metal wood? He liked it. Oh, geez. Maybe get him one for Christmas.
5: My favorite part though is he had a bag that yeah. didn't have the bars on it. So he was walking with the bag on his back, and every time he hit a golf shot, he had to set the bag on the ground.
3: <laughs> oh, I mean it didn't have the stand. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It
5: was old school. It's like Ray Trevino playing.
3: <laughs> old yeah, I remember those days, old school days for sure. All right, well, uh, uh, that's some good golf stories right there. You're taking it back, way back. Yeah. Is as a, as a golf's over in Minnesota though now, isn't it? Uh,
5: I wouldn't say that yet. What do you mean? Shatterbrook was golfing on Thanksgiving.
3: Were they really? What was the yes. temperature?
5: It was like 40 degrees.
3: Oh man,
5: diehard, huh? Oh yeah.
3: What's your limit for, for golfing?
5: So I would golf. Yeah. So the, the the last round we played this year was in snow. Um, and I would say snow. Oh man. It was the day I got engaged. So me and cousin Jacob golfed in the morning at nine o'clock the day I got engaged to keep my mind off the engagement.
3: Yeah. Were you Um, nervous? Were you nervous the whole day?
5: Yeah, I was. Yeah. I played pretty good golf though. It was pretty good. We, we played from the red tees.
3: Wow. Okay. Why? Yeah, that was. Why did you do that?
5: Well, it was interesting because we were the only ones on the course, and we just wanted to see what golf would be like when we had a team. distance advantage.
3: All right. How was it?
5: It was exciting. I mean, it was so much more fun hitting nine irons into greens than six irons into
3: greens. So you don't, you don't want uh, the USJ to roll your ball back?
5: No, no. I mean, I'm already using the uh, uh, what was it? The '90s, the 1990s. Uh, what was that ball called that I was using? Balata. Balata. Yeah.
3: Golden Ram or something. The Golden Ram.
5: There. Yes, jeez. thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Wow. I don't think they're going to roll that ball back. I mean, I already have a big. It's already rolled back. back. Yeah.
3: Oh jeez. All right. Well, this some some good golf stuff. All right. Are we, are we going uh, uh, to what are we going to talk about today?
5: The big Mayakoba golf class. Oh, I'm, I'm a little right. down that this is the final tournament of the wraparound schedule.
3: <laughs> You're down about that?
5: Yeah, a little bit, aren't you?
3: Well, I, no, not really. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to get the season started again. I'm ready for the big guns to come out. Although I they got, they got a couple of gunners going at uh, Mayakoba, so that's good. I, I'm, I'm ready. I, I feel like the golf season could use a little break. You know, just tournament season. That's all. I mean, if you're going to have tournaments where, you know, you, you got weak fields, it, it's it's not. You know, a, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's great for the game. I I'd like to see the better players playing more of them. You know, events that are more meaningful. I, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I understand the deal. They I got to give everybody a chance. Get the guy. You know, revitalize guys' career, which is what this wraparound has turned into because it's all old guys winning. You know, guys that, that have had, you know re- boosting their career, but I, I want to see the the best players. That's what I want to see. So so I I, I I and I like the fact that guys get a chance to go work on their game. I want to you know I want to see what somebody comes with after they've had a chance to work on their game. You know, like like for instance, you know, next year uh, does uh, Jordan Spieth come with something? You know, does Rory McElroy get his you know game? You know, back in order and start. You know, he hadn't been awful, but does he start winning again? I mean, things things like that. That you know, Ricky Fowler does. You know, does he continue to slide down, or does he does he start start coming back? And I feel like the way the tour used to be back in the day, when I was you know first started coaching on the tour, you had a, a big off season. You know, like middle of October to January. And that was the time when, you know, I remember when I was coaching Mark O'Meara, when I would go meet Mark out in the desert, out in La Quinta, uh, Palm Springs, you know, area. And we would practice and practice and practice. And, it would give you a chance to work on things. You know, you had your statistics, and the statistics weren't as good back then. But you still knew you knew what what the players needed to work on, and you'd get out there and you'd you'd have a you know month and a half to to practice, and then there was a big anticipation for the the season to start and see see what you had. Now it's, it's it just seems like it it, it never ends. So I, I I like a a little off season. I don't think it needs to you know be you know, forever, but, but I, I liked a little off season, so I'm not, I'm not disappointed. Actually. Hey, b- by the way, uh, did you watch the, uh, the match champions, uh, for change? Did you watch that?
5: I watched about 30 to 40 minutes of it. Really? Why only that? Well, it was my family's Thanksgiving gathering. My fiance was over.
3: Oh, okay. So you were, you are tied up, tied up. Uh, what, what, what did you think?
5: I thought it was boring. I, I had a tough time staying tuned. Well,
3: you were—you only watched thirty minutes of it,
5: exactly, and that's all I needed.
3: What thirty minutes did you watch?
5: I watched like holes nine through eleven.
3: Yeah, well, you kind of—you know—you're watching a match. You're going need to watch it a it was little background bit. Background television. Yeah, background television. Thirty minutes is all you watched. He didn't see, yeah. he, he thought it was boring. What, what was, what, what What just didn't like what you're saying? He didn't know. Could you hear? I mean, was it on? Did you have the volume on?
5: Yeah, I had the volume on. I was, I was were you disappointed. listening or were you
3: just, you're just distracted? You were distracted because of your uh, fiance. I wasn't
5: distracted. My fiance yeah, was rubbing distracted. my back. My fiance oh, was really? giving me a back massage and I was okay. disappointed. Uh, that would,
3: and that's, that's, that's distracting for you for sure.
5: No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I was disappointed in how poorly. Stephon Curry and Peyton Manning played. I mean, it wasn't even a competition. It wasn't even close. Anytime they put it in the bunker, they were putting that ball about 40 feet from the pin.
3: Well, what do you think they're going to do? They're they're amateur golfers.
5: Well, Steph Curry's a 0.6 handicap, shot a 71 at a web.com tour event, and definitely has more potential than that.
3: Didn't break 90 at this deal.
5: Yeah, that was terrible, and the pin locations were easy. I mean, there's a bunch of amateur golfers out there.
3: Well, the bunker shots you're talking about, sometimes they were downhill lies, uh, put it in the wrong place, left it in the wrong place, and you know neither of those guys are very good bunker players, uh, obviously. So, so you you didn't get to see their highlight reel. That's that's for sure. But I I mean, it it actually was. I I actually thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. But I'm I'm kind of you know taking a poll and seeing what people think. But uh, you you only watched 30 minutes. So. Yes. The great predictor, Steve Johnson, hated it. Thought it was the worst thing he ever saw in his life. Worst thing he ever saw. He never saw anything worse than that. Yeah. Didn't like it.
5: Yeah. He said, Michelle, we was the highlight.
3: Yeah. He just hated the whole thing. He couldn't, couldn't stand it. I liked it. I thought it was great. So anyway, there you go. Uh, Mickelson was great. A lot of great coaching moments. Uh, Charles Barkley's always uh, great, hilarious, uh, you know, phenomenal on TV. He just is. Uh, Peyton Manning had a lot of great lines, a lot of great lines. Curry did not play good, no doubt about it. Uh, but he had some good lines too, and he's a nice guy and came across good on TV. I, I, I you know, I thought the announcing was good. I liked the uh, guys that they had coming in when they had uh, the TNT guys on. I thought that was good. I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, it takes the place of the US Open uh, or the uh Masters or the Open Championship or the players or uh it's better than the it, it's better than the uh, you know, fourth round of the Masters. I didn't say that's not better than Ryder Cup. Uh, pretty close to better than the President's Cup, uh, you know, uh, maybe not the final round of the President's Cup if it's close, but if it's a blowout and the U.S. is killing them in the President's Cup, I'd rather watch the match champions for change. But uh, for a Friday after Thanksgiving, yeah, I thought it was, it was great. I don't know what people are expecting. I don't know what they want to compare it to when people say, you know, it's no good, it's whatever, uh, you know, you, and you can say golf, you know, was boring. Okay. Well, what, what, I mean, if you use the, that kind of criteria, I mean, what, how, how many events through the year, you know, and well, they got them on every, every week, it seems like what will they, got, you know, 40, 48 events. I don't know. Will they take a couple weeks off. I mean, the, here we are all in December. So they got 48 events or something like that. How many of them aren't boring? How about that? Let's start there. Four okay well I mean, so this is right up there with the with 44 other uh, PJ tour events No, I, I don't I don't think you could say that I mean you got be a, you gotta be a, a, a die hard you gotta you know like the contestants a little bit you gotta you gotta look for other things I don't know I thought I thought it was good all right let's let's uh, let's get into Mayakoba. we'll take a break uh, remind everybody to go to haneyuniversity.com if you haven't already I mean how many times have you heard me say this I mean geez what are you people waiting for you get free. Golf instruction sent to your email box every day from HaneyUniversity.com. All you got to do is go there and register. Just go to HaneyUniversity.com. You register for free, and you get my instructional emails that will help you become a better golfer. And we're adding new stuff to it all the time, so it's it's a great opportunity.
0: Go there. Check it out. HaneyUniversity.com. All right. We'll be right back.
4: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: All right, Maya uh, this is a big one down in Mexico. Uh... It's another revitalize your career kind of thing, isn't it? I mean, who's this is what these these wraparound tournaments have turned into in the fall, it seems like. I mean, it happened this year with, you know, Stuart Sink, and uh, last year was Brendan Todd. And, I mean, who else has won? Give me the list. Give give me some of the winners of this tournament here.
5: Yeah, so like you said, last year was Brendan Todd. In 2018, Matt Kucher was the winner. Okay, there you go. Uh, 2017, Patton Gazire. In 2016, your man. Do you know who that is? Your man, 2016. Who do you always talk about? Who do you love? He's got the long hair. Oh, He's got Pat the Perez. I mean, Pat. Personality. Yeah, yes. Okay,
3: there you go. See? Pat Perez in 2016. Fits
5: the bill.
3: Yeah. He got a haircut, by the way. He got a haircut. Pat got a haircut. Did he really? Yeah, cut it, yeah, cut it off. He had the big mullet thing cut it off. Yeah. Wow.
5: 2015 was Graham McDowell. Another one. 2014 See? was Charlie Hoffman. Jeez. I, okay, every one of these guys. Like that's all the that's the last
3: tournament Graham McDowell won. It's the last tournament Matt Kuchar won. It's the last tournament uh I think Charlie Hoffman's won. Wow. Yeah. Brandon Ty. I mean, geez. 2013
5: Harris English?
3: Okay. Well, you know, he was a, a little more up-and-comer, but uh yeah, that's pretty much what it is.
5: The 2012 winner's name describes this tournament. His last name is uh <laughs>
3: Uh, they say they like the course. The course is pretty good. Uh, this is where the, uh, the what's what's this tournament most famous for? Give me, give me that.
5: Uh what's the what's the Mayakoba
3: most Championship for? most famous for?
5: It's Mexican heritage.
3: Ah, uh, it's probably most famous for El Chipo No Gimme.
5: Yes, let's
3: go El Chipo No Gimme. This is where uh, the uh, El Cutan. Uh, was yes. caddying for kuchar uh made a deal deals a deal made a deal uh he was going to get paid what was he going to get paid i don't know like five thousand uh, uh, dollars five thousand whatever he's going to get paid and the kuchar wins the tournament uh doesn't come with the normal commission and uh el Kutan uh starts getting all the feedback from everybody saying uh, you got ripped off uh i should have done this Should done that kuchar came with deals a deal yeah, the thing went on uh, seemingly forever. Finally, they had a, a settlement, and and uh, El kuteni got uh, he got paid something. I don't know what he got paid, but they got like anyway, fifty thousand or something. Okay, well, it was good. He should have paid him in the first place. But uh, that's the that's the uh, the thing that it's most famous for. That's okay. it. I wonder if it'll happen this year. Guys using using a local caddies. I don't think so. Probably bringing their own. I don't know. They're most likely, everybody's showing up there with a caddy now. I don't think they're going to try that again. It didn't work out so good. No. Yeah. All right. Maya Koba. What? Uh, who's 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 playing? Are they got any kind of a field? I think they got. I mean, they got a couple of guys playing. What What are these? By the way, what are these guys playing? Why are they playing? What do you think motivates these guy a guy to play at this time of the year?
5: I don't know. That's a great question. Like, why are Justin Thomas and Brooks kept good playing?
3: Uh. Boy, I don't know. I mean, Kepka didn't play a lot. I mean, how many events has he played this year? I mean, he hasn't hardly played. So I guess that could be a reason. But Justin Thomas, you know, played quite a bit. I mean, I, don't know. I feel like Justin Thomas, they interviewed Justin Thomas, and he was lamenting about the fact that he'd been on the 18-hole lead at the U.S. Open and the 36-hole lead at the – or was he 36 hole lead at the Masters, and he's had to lead after 54 holes at Riviera, at the Genesis, and he didn't win any of those tournaments. But you're not, you know, you're you're not going to win them all. I I feel like it's a it's great, you know, it's an accomplishment and it's something to feel good about when you're in the game. I mean, these guys want to be in the game. I mean, a, a top level touring pro does not want to grind it out just to try to make the cut. That's not what they want to do. They want to feel like, hey, I've got a chance to win. And and that's what I said like about Tiger, at least when he got off to a good start at the Masters. You know, when he shot sixty-eighth for now, okay, he's in the game. You know, he's in the game. Now it didn't he didn't stay in the game, but he was in the game. At least he got in the game. Where you where you go and you shoot, you know, an opening round of seventy five or whatever Rory shot, and then Rory ends up finishing, you know, eighth, and that's nice. I mean, but he was never in the game. And I, I think a, a guy being in the game, even if he can't finish it, doesn't bring it home. Uh, but Justin Thomas, if, if by the interview I saw, he felt like he's he's left a little out there this year. Now he's had a good year. I mean, geez, I mean, you know, he's he's the third in the world rankings, and what did he win? Uh, you know, this is a weird season, but he I won the win
5: WGC in Memphis.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he won something else too, didn't he? That something. Yeah, like he won winning. three
5: events total.
3: Yeah, he won three events. I mean, that's that's a you know a good year. I mean, it's a good year by any anybody's account. A lot, you know, when when people say what what's a good year, like I saw something like they were interviewing Roy Macklin. and said, you know, is is it a not a good year if you don't win a major? My goodness, I mean, there's only four major tournaments. I mean, there's a lot of great players. You can't. I, nobody has that kind of standard. No one. I mean, Tiger Woods never had that kind of standard. Uh, I'll tell you. When they win a major, it's a great year. But you do not. You do not say it's a bad year because you didn't win a major. Never. It's now a player at that level. Uh, I would say you know, uh Dustin Johnson. You know Justin Thomas. I mean Tiger. You know clearly. You know throughout his career, you know throw in whoever you want to throw in. I you know I, I think you would. I think you put Kepka in, in in the category too because of his major championships and everything. Uh, but they would say if they don't win a tournament, it's not a good year. You know, just a tournament, any kind of time. So maybe that's what Kepka's out there for. I mean, I, I think Justin Thomas is out there because he. He feels like hey I, I should have won at least four this year. I'm gonna go here and try and get number four and obviously he's been been playing good and then Kepka you know he's trying to get something going and he's had and he's been better of, of late so he's he's been uh, you know playing pretty decent and maybe he wants to try to you know get a win and get get this thing back back going again. I think it's good just to see that he's into it. Because a lot of times with Kepka, it's hard to tell if he's he's really, you know, in it. I mean, like he really, you know, cares. I mean, he tries to upplay the the majors so much, you wonder if he cares about these other tournaments. So, so, so to see him show up at Mayakoba, I think that's that's a you know a, a good thing. And he's been been playing better lately, so maybe we'll see. But the other thing, here's the other thing: why these guys play, I think, is because of this weird wraparound thing and you know there's the fedex cup and one of the goals that p- players have you know whether you know they, they write it down on a piece of paper or they state it or whatever but i can tell you everybody has a goal that's a top player is to make it to the tour championship and you make it to the tour championship top 30 players make it to the tour championship at the end of the year and that's a that's a goal i mean it, it's something that people keep track of i remember You know, back when, you know, Mark O'Meara was, you know, playing and and I was coaching him and every year that he would make it to the Tour Championship, that was a good year. I mean, there's certain things that would make it a good year. One, winning a tournament. Winning a tournament made it a good year. Uh, Making it to the Tour Championship made it a good year. I mean, you know, when he won his two majors in 1998, okay, that made it, you know, a, a tremendous year. but. But just getting to the tour championship and winning a tournament—that's something good. So I think these guys fall behind in their points. They get behind in this, you know, FedEx Cup point list. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, who's leading that thing right now? I mean, you uh, got,
5: well, Dustin Johnson. I mean, he's been utterly okay. dominant. Yeah. But Brooks Koepka, one of the guys we're talking about. I just looked it up, and he's 46th in the FedEx yeah, there Cup you go. standings. Yes, yeah, and but
3: and and if you look at the the FedEx Cup points, I mean, you know, obviously. Uh, Bryson's up there and, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson, you said that. But but then you got a bunch of – you got a bunch of names that – I mean, you just you just don't think that Stuart Sink's going to, you know, be at the top of the – or Jason Kokrak or <laughs> – uh, No, I mean, you know, Sergio Garcia, Robert Streb. Are Is you hating name? on these
5: guys? Are you hating? No,
3: I'm not, but he's but, – but, I mean, I – I mean, when – what, what do these guys all have in common, right here? Uh, Stuart Sink, Jason Kokrak, uh, Robert Streb, Carlos Ortiz. Um, Sergio what they, what they all, can't,
5: can't disclude Sergio.
3: Okay, but I'll put Sergio. In. What do they all have in common? They're all in the top ten in the FedEx Cup, and they're old. Yeah, they I mean, it's just that's just not. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking Dustin. Uh, Johnson, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Shoffley, uh, you know uh, Patrick Cantley. Okay, throw him, throw him in there. Uh, Justin Thomas. I mean, you know, who, whoever. I, I mean, those are those are the guys. You know, the, these are top ten names. I mean, it is yeah. It's it, and it's. It, I don't think it's it's all these guys. So so guys get behind. You know, Rahm. Okay, he's eighteenth, but he, he's you know he's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, they they get behind and they feel like, geez. I mean, I gotta, you know, I want to, I don't, I don't want to be so far behind when the uh, year starts off, because now you know they they don't, you know, they don't play forever. I mean, it, it starts in January. I mean, the year's like a, I don't know what is it third over something like that already when the, you know a, a quarter of the way over whatever it is when when they start up again in, in uh, January maybe they want to just you know. At least feel like they got something going. So that's that's probably what the thought process is. All right, we'll make some we'll make some picks uh, at, at Mayakoba after uh, after we come back. Uh, visit uh, my voodoo uh, voodoo painrelief.com website and get your free two week supply. A lot of people have have gone. We've had a lot of a lot of uh, great sales going on. We'll have more going on uh, be, before uh, you know, Christmas. It's been a, it was a big Christmas item last year. But if if you're somebody who has tried pain relief creams in the past, and I don't know anybody that doesn't have something like you know Tim's got the the, the bad back, uh, you know I got the knees, uh, the shoulder. I got I got a lot of stuff. I use a lot of it. But anyway. Muscle soreness—I don't know. You work out, you play pickleball, you play golf. I don't know what you do. You—you you, you know anything you do uh, using your body, you're gonna—you're gonna get some soreness somewhere, and uh, nothing like uh, some some relief that you can get from Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. So try it. It's—I'm uh, telling you—it's the best product on the market. You can try it for free. Get a free two-week supply to prove it to yourself. Uh, all you got to do is go to VoodooPainRelief.com. So do that if you haven't already done it. All right, we'll be right back.
4: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: All right, Tim, you got a couple matchups for us here? What do we got?
5: Yeah, so category number one, we talked about it a little bit, but category number one is called Why Are They Here? This is Justin Thomas versus Brooks Kepka. So JT's third in the World Golf Rankings. His last five events, he's been dominant. Tied for second, tied for eighth, tied for 12th, tied for second, and fourth in the Masters. Brooks Kepka he's 12th in the World Golf Rankings, and he's been feeling it as of late, too. His last three events, tied for 28th, tied for fifth in the Houston event, and tied for 7th in the masters so to category number 1 Justin Thomas versus Brooks Kepka why are they here
3: okay speaking of uh dominant i i've been pretty dominant on my picks i don't know what my record is exactly <laughs> but uh, i i have not missed many of these picks you throw out by the way i just want to bring that up yeah yeah, it's just just so just so you know just just, just tossing uh,
5: him out of the park are, are you talking to the great predictor right now no
3: I'm not but uh, the great predictor he does not acknowledge my good picks ever <laughs> never uh always says that uh, you know something he makes he up some asterisk shoes. on him yeah he puts an asterisk on him always but i I've, I've been on these picks okay this is an easy one for me um i, I don't i don't trust uh i, I, I don't i don't trust kepka's game and I know he's doing better, but I you know me, I'm a statistics guy, and I look at this and I see who's a, who's the number one tee to green and number one approach that to the green. both of those two categories, and that would be Justin Thomas. and I would not go against that. Now, unless somebody's just a red hot putter and makes everything they look at, but if you look at the putting, neither one of these guys is statistically a great putter. so i I'll go I'll go the ball striker. I'll go Justin Thomas, and that'll be and that that'll be a pretty that'll be pretty much a win for me right there.
5: Okay, I guarantee.
3: Yeah, it will be. And okay. would, Steve Johnson would call that a triple play. That's what <laughs> you would call it. <laughs> All
5: right, uh, category number two. This category is called. We know why they're here. This is the Abraham answer versus Harris English. Answers the twenty second ranked player in the world. His last five events: fifty sixth, fourth, tied for twenty eighth, tied for thirty fifth and a tie for 13th. His history at this golf course in 2020, tied for 8th. In 2019, tied for 21st. In 2018, tied for ninth, In 2017, tied for 55th. And in 2016, missed cut. Harris English, he's the 33rd ranked player in the world. But he started the year at 183rd, so he's been improving mightily. His last five events, 4th, missed cut. 10th, tied for 28th, and tied for 6th. His history at Mayakoba in 2025 and 2019, tied for 68th. From 2016 to 2018, he missed the cut. But then in 2014, he got a win. And in 2015, he finished tied for 37th. So this matchup is Harris English, 33rd in the world, versus the mighty Mexican, Abraham Answer, who's 22nd in the world.
3: Uh, not a long course, 7,039 yards long. Uh, so I would, uh, I'm going to go home course advantage, uh, home country, home country advantage. I'm going to go with Abraham answer on that the one. Mighty yep, the mighty Mexican. Yeah. The mighty Mexican. Okay.
5: All right. Category number three. This category is called risers. Daniel Berger versus Victor Hovland Berger's ranked 13th in the world. And he started the year at 154th in the world. His last three events, tied for 34th, tied for 28th, and tied for 17th, Victor Hovland. Hovland is ranked 26th in the world, and he started the year at 93rd. That's why this category is called risers. These guys are rising up the world golf rankings. Hovland's last four events, tied for 13th, tied for 12th, tied for 47th, and tied for 15th. His history at this event, he's missed the cut both times last year and the year before. So category number three risers Daniel Berger versus Victor Hovland
3: Berger was on the the big run and then he got you know he just kind of kind of slowed down a little bit but he, he he's an underrated player um you know he, he didn't get to play in the masters because of the Qualifying was picked, you know, back in April or whatever. And, and I mean, that was a weird thing. He's the guy that got left out of the Masters, a 13th ranked player in the world, and didn't get to play in the Masters. Made made his way all the way up from 154th, like you said. That's uh, that's pretty good. Seriously, I mean, Daniel Berger's, Daniel Berger is, is, I think, one of the most underrated players on the PGA Tour.
5: He had a great year last year. A win, a second, two thirds, seven top tens.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I I, uh, I I like I like Daniel Berger. I mean, and and once again, when I I, I look at at his uh, statistics, and and Hovland's one. Of the, you know, Hovland's this young player. Uh, Hovland didn't have a great year. I mean, I, I know he played. I I just think he a little more was expected of him, and I, I'm just. Uh, you know, good ball striker. Problem is this. Okay. Here's a problem. 115th in putting and 168th around the green. Okay. All right. Now, T to green is 20th. Now, you know, a great young player. Like, this is the thing. I mean, you can look at these great young players and you can say, this guy's a great young player and he's going to be really good. Like, well, I mean, he's not going to be really good if he doesn't get his chipping better. He's not going to be really good if he doesn't get his putting better. I mean, you can't you can't ball strike your way, you know, around these events to win. It just doesn't work like that. You have to be able to get the ball up and in. You have to be able to make putts. And uh, when you look at, at at Berger and you look at him, twenty eighth around the green, seventeenth in putting. I mean, that's a that that it's a that's a big difference. I mean, he's he's just a much better player around the greens. And, uh, you know, and then you, you go to T to green and you think, well, I mean, he's 15 strokes gain T to green too. He's better at that too. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an easy pick. You got to go, uh, you know, I, Daniel Berger in that case, you have to.
5: Okay. Yeah. Category number four, this category is called Fallers. Ricky yeah. Fowler versus Charles Hall, the third. So Fowler is ranked 49th in the world and he started the year 23rd in the world. His last five finishes, 49th, missed cut, 28th, 57th, and 29th. I mean, man, that's terrible. Not even a top 25 in his last five. Charles Howell third. he's 104th in the World Golf Rankings. His he, he started the year 55th in the world, so he's falling fast as well. His last five finishes, 30th, missed cut, tied for 34th, tied for 46th, and tied for 30th. He does have some history in this event. In 2020, he tied for 20th. In 2018, he tied for fourth. In 2019, he missed the cut. And in 2016, he, uh, or in 2017, rather, he tied for seventh. So, how with the history, they're both dropping fast Ricky Fowler versus Charles Howe, the third in the category called Fallers.
3: I have a lot of uh, worries about his game, Fowler. I just don't. You know he is not showing. Uh, he's not showing a lot. Now you know he's been working on his swing and the whole thing. Forty nine. Now he's. Play, we know why he's playing here. He needs to get something going, but he has had nothing going. And he he just you know he, he makes big numbers. That's his deal. He'll make birdies. You know they'll talk about his putting. Is such a great putter. Look at his great putting struggle. He's 60th last year in putting. You know that that's something to write home about. So he did. You know he he's been historically a good putter. Not got a nice stroke. I get it. It looks good, but 60th. That's not that's not great. Um, Charles Howell. You know his game has not been good. I hard for me to go with somebody who hasn't played good and that's Ricky Fowler.
5: Wow, so you're going upset alert.
3: I'm going upset. I'm going Wow, Charlotte.
5: I did not yeah. see that coming. I thought this ah, was going mean, to be
3: and, easy and I'll this will probably be the week that uh you know Ricky Fowler snaps out of it because I don't know how many times I picked them. If if my record uh you know has been blemished this year on these picks it's been because I I I, I stuck with the uh you know Ricky Fowler too much, and because I, I I just want to see him play good. But I you know, I'm going to pick him again once I do see him play good. Instead of thinking he's going to play good or wanting him to play good, I'm going to pick him when I see him play good. Wow! As soon as I see him, as soon as I see him play good, I'll, I'll get <laughs> I'll get back on him. Uh, I I think he's I think he's at a, a, a crossroads in his career when you drop to to 49th in the world and you've you know been a player that's you know right around the the top 10 or top 15 pretty much that's where he's been for a long time you know you're i think you're at a little crossroads huh. I think I think you are and I think he's he's got to show something so he's he's playing with a little more uh, pressure, I think, because because he desperately wants to. They say he practices really hard. Tommy Armour has told me he's, he's he, the the kid practices really hard, uh, you know. And and there's this debate about how much people want it. I know he works hard at it, but uh, he hasn't he hasn't had much to show for it. So I'm I'm huh. gonna I'm gonna go to yeah I'll go I'll, I'll, go, I'll go I'll go with Charles Howell right. upset alert let's yeah upset alert right there all right good stuff tim uh pretty well I, i'll i'll be watching that one i'll be like the uh wonder what the ratings are gonna be on the mayacoba did you see the <laughs> ratings that the, oh my gosh did you see the television ratings for the uh, rsm
5: yeah point two
3: point two that's like three hundred and forty thousand people saw it but <laughs> anyway it uh i will be i'll be watching i Coba. i i like i you know like to Know, I'll see what's going on here. Maybe you know, but you got a little field. You got a couple of big names, but here's the thing: you want those guys to play on 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 Sunday. You really do. You want them in the. You know, you want to see Kepka and. You know, when you see Kepka and uh, Justin Thomas are in the field, you know your 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 hope is they're playing in the in the last round together, both with a chance to win. I mean, how how often does that ever happen? Not. Not very, not very, but we can, we can hope for it. And and that, wouldn't that be cool if, if that was uh, the case? I'd like to see one of those guys win. I'd like to see Ricky Fowler win, even though I picked against him. i like to see him win.
5: Maybe you're going to motivate him this week. Maybe, maybe this is bulletin board material.
3: <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe that's right. All right, uh, Tim, good stuff. Appreciate you being with me. Uh, make sure you hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts, and we will show up every day with the Hank Any podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Any podcast. The Hank Haney podcast is a production of iHeartRadio.